Hello, and welcome to the Mochi Panda Club podcast, where each week we aim to demystify the world of personal finance and help you take control of your money. We'll be bringing you expert insights, practical tips, and real-world stories to help you build a strong financial foundation and make informed financial decisions. Whether you're just starting out on your financial literacy journey or looking to take your knowledge to the next level, this podcast is for you. So join us as we explore the mysteries of budgeting, saving, investing, and everything in between. Together, let's learn how to make our money work for us and build a financially secure and rewarding future. Today's episode is going to be about the power of youth and the things that I wish I knew at 18 years old. So let's get into it. So in today's episode, I'm going to tell you what you need to be doing step by step. If you are 18 years old and you want to make the most out of your youth to build a financially stable and secure future. I personally have made many a mistake in my financial literacy journey, especially in my younger years. And I wish someone had made a video podcast or recorded a cassette tape for me back then would have helped me make better informed decisions. So sit back, relax, get your notepad ready and let's begin. So the very first thing that you should do on your 18th birthday is to sign up for a credit card. Forget about the expensive trips. Forget about that big car that you want. Forget about all that stuff, right? Bare bones. Get a credit card and use it responsibly. Now, the point of this credit card is to build your credit. You should treat this credit card like gold. It is golden to you. Do not mistreat it. Do not spend it on BS. It is not extra money. This is not play money. This is not meant for that Gucci jacket, the new Gucci slides, the Louis Vuitton bag for your mama. No, this is meant for the regular spending that you would have done anyway. You do it with this card instead of using a debit card, instead of using cash. You will use this credit card for your regular day to day expenses. Oh, yeah. Wait, actually, you know, the first thing that you should do, hopefully this is assuming you already have a job. Assuming that you already have a job, which by 18, you should at least part time, but you should have some form of employment going on. Even if you're going to school, you should have some part time gig happening. Even if you're cutting lawns or whatever, it should be something steady and regular that brings money into your pocket. Part time, full time, whatever you're going to school, you should still be working. But aside from that, the very first thing that you need to do is get a credit card. The way that I grew up, I was taught that credit cards are this evil thing that can really destroy your life and get out of hand. That's because the people around me let credit destroy their lives and get out of hand. Don't let that happen to you. Use your credit responsibly. Treat it like gold from the very beginning. Some people say, oh, no, you should use debit over credit. Debit is useless. Debit is pointless. Debit only takes money out of your account. Credit cards actually help you build your credit. Credit cards give you points and other perks to using them. Credit cards can be like free money to many people. They want you to use your cards. They're hoping that you screw it up and you'll be on the hook for thousands of dollars with them. Don't be that person. I'm sure it's the David Ramsey method, you know, of 
You know, you don't you don't know anything. You don't that is bad. All that is evil. That's not true. Debt can be a strategic tool necessary for your growth. You have to use it right. You have to treat it like fire. You can cook your food, but it will burn you if you mess it up. Zero debt is fine and good until it's time to buy a house or you want to buy a car and you can't buy everything in cash. My very first credit card when I started fixing my credit was with Capital One. Now, they're not paying me to say this or anything, but yeah, it was a secured platinum card. I think I think my very first balance was like two or three hundred dollars, which was nothing. But my credit was downright atrocious, horrendous, horrible. And since my balance was so small, it also taught me about credit utilization and how important that is. I couldn't put too much stress on the card. Because at any moment that I purchased something that was over a hundred bucks, already close to 50% credit utilization, which is a no-no. You should actually be under 30. So the way that you help with your credit utilization is over time, they will give you a higher balance. So you can borrow more without setting off alarm bells that you're borrowing too much. So if you pay your phone bill, pay your phone bill with your credit card. You were going to pay it anyway. Use your credit card instead of using debit or writing a check. I don't think anybody writes checks anymore. And personally, I would stay away from store credit cards like the Old Navy cards or the crap like that. Not for any particular reason other than usually the rates are really crappy and they're only really good for the store discounts that you're spending inside of that store. So I would stay away from that. You have many great companies like Chase, Discover, what else? Yeah, Capital One. So stay away from the store cards. After that, the next thing that you need to do is start creating a bank account a checking and a savings account. Once again, this is assuming that you have a job and you should have a job, but open up a savings and a checking account. This is the next logical step or progression of being a sophisticated, grown-up adult dealing with money and all that responsibly. Get a savings account. I know people still, grown grown people, way older than 18, that hide money under under the bed, under the shoebox, under the... Don't do that. It's not smart. It's not cool. If anything happens, your money is gone. I live in the Bronx, and I always used to say, yeah, I carry a couple credit cards in my wallet, maybe $5 or less in cash. So if anybody ever robbed me, they just be practicing. It's important when you're looking at this bank account, make sure that it doesn't have any crazy minimum amounts to keep in the bank account. I've been messed up a lot by that. You have to keep a $100 minimum. For me, at 18, that was a ridiculous ask. I was having at least yeah, $50 in my checking account would be a good thing for me you know what I mean so don't have any minimums or check to make sure that there aren't any crazy fees either and free is usually best the same with the credit cards 
I'm assuming starting out, you're not going to get any crazy amounts on your credit card. You're not going to get that gold Amex card when you first start out. But in the future, yes, just make sure that there aren't any. I try to stay away from cards with heavy fees unless you're really advanced in your journey and you're making the money to be able to do it. Yeah, don't pay fees on credit cards either. And nowadays there's online banks that are awesome. I use a few different online banks that serve as my emergency fund money. But if you're just starting out, I recommend using a bank that actually has locations near you that you can walk inside and talk to someone if you need something. It's very important when you're starting out to get clarity on things that you have questions for. And sitting on the phone or trying to deal with a chat line, waiting for tech support or something like that, it's a lot easier just to go to the location and ask your question to an actual real-life person. And just like that, adulting is that much closer. Is it what you expected so far? <laughs> Do you feel more like an adult now? should because, like I said, when I was 18 years old, I wasn't doing half of these things well at all. I was messing up with the banks. I was messing up with the credit cards. Yeah, I had a bank account. I had credit cards. I was working. But yeah, I wasn't using any of these things responsibly. And now the next thing that you can do, if that's working out well, you got your credit card, you got your bank account set up, ready to go. We can get a little more advanced and consider starting a Roth IRA account. Now, this is a retirement account. You won't be able to take this money out until you're like, what is it, 60 something, 60, 65 or something, whatever. This is money that you're not going to touch. This is money that you're putting away for your eventual retirement. I know for an 18 year old, it seems far away, but it's coming. So embrace it and prepare as early as possible. The sooner you start putting the money away, earlier you'll start seeing returns on that money. And a Roth IRA means that money is taxed now. It's taxed now that you're most likely broke with a little bit of money so that when you have a lot of money, you're not going to be taxed at the higher rates. Now, I understand that can feel a little intimidating to a lot of people, but there are places that offer IRAs today that I believe Robinhood does. I think Webull does. These are like investment platforms that offer IRAs as well. But yeah, you should be investing your money, hopefully in retirement. Start early, the earlier, the better. But if that's too intimidating for you, Open up a Robinhood account. Open up an Acorns account. Start investing as soon as possible. The earlier you start investing, the better. You will thank me at my age. Now, why do I put such an importance on investing early? Because the younger you are, the more you can take advantage of compounding interest. Compounding interest is going to be a lifesaver for you. Take advantage of your youth. Use it to let your money make money. There's a lot of people my age that are still dealing with student loans. And why is that? Because after so long of not paying them or holding off, deferring loans, 
the interest still keeps coming and the interest keeps piling on to your funds, to your ending balance. So that $10,000 loan spread out over 10 years, 15 years might still be a $10,000 loan, even though you're paying off the minimum payments because of the interest. That's what compounding does. Compounding, if you're paying compounding interest, man, it's not a good feeling. But if you're making compound interest in your own account and seeing that money multiply, there's no better feeling than that. Take advantage of compound interest. And if you go the Roth IRA route, fill it up with index funds. Don't just get the account and no, you actually have to pick your investments, which can be mutual funds, index funds, individual stocks, etc. But my suggestion would be to pick low cost index funds. Vanguard has is really popular, really great company to work with. So consider using that. Vanguard, Fidelity, Schwab has some different index funds that aren't bad at all. And after you've paid your bills and paid for all the things that you have to pay for, any money left over in the week, the month, should be going to your investments. There's a lot of accounts that let you do, what do they call it, like slicing. So you can get a slice of a stock. You don't even have to buy the whole stock. You can buy a, slice, you can buy a piece of Apple, a piece of Tesla, and not pay the whole thing at once. Don't be discouraged when it comes to investing. Don't be afraid when it comes to investing. It is a tremendous tool that gets better with time. And like I said, debt is like fire. It can help you stay warm. It can help you cook things. It can be a real lifesaver in different situations, but it can also kill you. If you're irresponsible and use it the wrong way. So as a rule of thumb, never buy things with debt or credit that you can't buy outright. If you don't have the cash for. Do not buy it on credit. Do not buy it on debt that includes stocks. Do not use margin on stocks ever. It's a good way to lose all your money really quick. And you may be in school, going to college. You might take a break for a while before you to figure out what it is you want to do. Either way, make sure you have a job and make sure that you stay looking for the next job. Don't get complacent wherever you are. Oh, yeah, this is a good job for the time being, but look for ways that you can move up, even if it's at the ice cream shop scooping. Yeah, the other ice cream shop around the corner is paying a dollar more. Go where the dollar is. You don't owe any loyalty to any company, to any person, place or thing at 18 years old. One of my biggest problems early was that, yeah, I guess the fear of failing, the fear of getting rejected. When I finally did get 
accepted into a job or a position, I stayed there entirely too long out of fear of not being able to get a better position later. And I believe that had stagnated a lot of growth for me. Don't let that be you. Take jobs, change often. If there's a job offering more or better, take that job. You don't owe any of anybody anything, especially at 18. And also realize that no matter what job you have, there's always something to be learned. Even if the job initially sucks, look for the thing to learn from that. Why did it suck? There's probably a lesson in there somewhere. Find it. You find out that sales isn't really your thing. Cool. What is your thing? I think sales is an important aspect. You're always going to be selling something. Whether it's your skills, you're you're selling someone else's product, you're selling whatever. You're always selling something. So even at the job that you hate, smile, do the best you can, learn and absorb as much as you can until you get the next thing and then dispassionately leave with a quickness and make sure that you try to live below your means meaning that if you can afford to get pizza every night or every weekend you get a couple cases of beers with a frat Think about those choices. Think about the money that you're spending. And is it money that you need to spend or have to spend? Or is it money that you can live without spending? And I'm sure we waste so much of our money on things that we don't need to be doing. It's so much cheaper to cook at home than it is to eat out. But the convenience and quickness leads us to eat out more than what, you know, what we should be doing. And sometimes you feel like you deserve that $12 drink after work. But maybe there's a better way that you can do it. Maybe you go to the liquor store and give the ingredients to that drink, make it at home, and it'll be a million times cheaper than at the bar. Save money everywhere you can. And when you save that money, it goes directly into your investment fund. It's called paying yourself first. So find as many ways that you can to pay yourself and pay yourself as much as possible when it comes to your investments. This is your future. When I was 18, I was using credit cards to buy clothes. I was eating off of credit cards. And at the end of the month, I look around and what did I spend a thousand dollars on? And it's, man, yeah, maybe a few shirts in the closet. The food is down the toilet a long time ago. So it's, there's nothing really to show for it. If you buy anything of substance or consequence, make sure it's something that 
you have something afterwards to show for. And no, video games, your top score or whatever, the bragging rights is not what I mean by having something to show for your purchases. It's so easy to get trapped inside the inside the loop of working and a job that you hate to party in the weekend. You get drunk, you wild out, buy out the bar, bottles on me to go back again Monday to a job that you hate. Repeat, <laughs> rinse, wash, repeat. Also, if you're 18 years old and you're not already in college, think about the cost of college. Think about alternate ways of paying for college. Think of reducing your debt as much as possible. Think about the actual major that you're majoring in and what type of money that's expected to bring. Check the outlooks. Does that particular career look like it's going to be around for the next 10, 20 years? It might be in demand right now, but it might not be. And the future is changing so quick. Make sure that you pick majors that are in demand and that will make you a good return on your investment. We hear all the time stories about the pre-med student that went halfway and quit and now they have a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollars worth of student loans without the salary to pay it back. You don't want that to be you ever. So yes, doctor, lawyer, great professions. You'll make tons of money but it's hard going make sure that it's something that you really want to do for the rest of your life make sure that you have the means and ability to complete what you start so that you can make that money and pay off those loans if you're more simple and yeah you just have a bachelor's degree and or you want to get a bachelor's degree and live like a regular human make sure that you pick a major that is in demand and that ha- that it's making the annual salary that's going to help you easily pay back those loans it's many people my age that are still paying back loans and it can be like a ball and chain around your wrists and ankles and sometimes keeping costs low when it comes to college might mean going to community college instead of that four-year college even though you've gotten into that four-year college sometimes it means not going to the to the ivy league school and going to the state school instead not because you couldn't get into the ivy league but because if you didn't have scholarships the state school is a lot more economically viable if you can work while you're going to school and pay it off as you go even better Because student loans can turn into a beast of a burden that isn't easily defeated. And at the end of the day, we all have to make our own mistakes. But don't let your mistakes define you. If you mess up, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, try it again. You might say, hey, yeah, I don't care what JT says about, yeah, I got accepted into Yale and I've always wanted to go to Yale. Whether I can afford it or not, I'm going to get these loans and I'm going to major in 
musical dog therapy and and i feel like it's gonna i'm gonna be like caesar million i'm gonna make a show out of it and if it doesn't work out it's okay brush yourself off pick yourself up and keep going nobody's perfect this list is not perfect either you're gonna make mistakes give yourself time to grow and move on from those mistakes When you're 18, you are fearless. You feel like you can do anything. And you can. You can do it all. The world is your oyster. It's right in front of you. There's no excuses. There's no anything that can hold you back. Be brave. Take chances. Take risks. Start that business. Move out of state. Move out of the country. Try a few years in Japan just just because you can. This is the time to do it. If you mess up, you'll be all right. You'll recover. Don't worry about messing up. Don't worry about the mistakes. You're going to make them. It's just the way the world works. You're 18. But hopefully with this guide, you'll make fewer than if you didn't have this guide. So thank you for tuning in to the Mochi Panda Club. And I hope this episode gave you insight on the importance of taking advantage of your youth. It is your greatest asset in your battle for financial supremacy. Use it. We hope that you found this episode informative and useful. If you have any feedback, comments, or questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us via email at info at mochipandaclub.com or through our Twitter and Instagram channels, both at Mochi Panda Club. If you enjoy our channel, be sure to subscribe for more episodes on all things dealing with health, wealth, and well-being. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.